Okay, welcome back. Um, hope this sounds coming through well, even though uh, it looks a little choppy. Okay, we're up to a new section. We're up to the section called Olam Hataiva, which is about dealing with desires. Okay, so obviously uh, one of our greatest challenges is dealing with, with desires, the many different desires that we discuss. And so certainly the first, uh, first thought and a lot of people um, talk about is the choice we have between what we would call Olam Hazah and Olam Haba. The choice of indulging in this world and for, for giving up, God forbid, giving up reward in the, in the next world. And therefore, um, a person, therefore, we could, we could think and say, which is true, that we are going to overcome, we're going to overcome our desires because we don't want to give up. The great pleasure of the next world, the Mishnah says in Pirkei Avos, one second in Olam Haba is worth more than all the pleasures of, of this world. So we wouldn't want to give it up for the temporary pleasures of this world, um, which is which is 100% true. If I, if I would tell you that if you uh, only eat bread and water for the next month, I'll give you a million dollars, you would uh, you would agree to do it. So if, if Hashem tells us that if you keep my mitzvahs, keep my commandments, and don't do whatever it is that you want to do, or do whatever it is that maybe you don't want to do, I'm going to give you eternity. I'm going to give you the most incredible reward for eternity. So certainly it would be a good deal. Certainly would be worthwhile. But... The, the, the truth is that that's not, that's not the whole story. And I don't think that's how HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to, to view Yiddishkeit. Uh, years ago, somebody came to, to Waterbury and he was speaking to the uh, high school students. And he said something. He said something to that effect. He said that, you know, it's, it's fun to, to party and to, to do whatever you want. But, you know, you're... It's 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 not worth it. It's not worth it because you're you're giving up, giving up olam haba. You're giving up the, the next world. And I was I was not very happy with this speech with this drasha. I was thinking maybe correcting him in middle, but it didn't seem to be the right right thing to do. But the reason why I was not happy with this speech is because that would be saying that the Torah is something that's not good for us. The Torah is something that doesn't make our lives better. It's something that's difficult. And, but don't worry, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, keep the Torah in this world and I'm going to reward you in the next world. And that's, that's not true. It's not true at all. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Torah because it's good for us in this world. And it would seem to be terribly disrespectful Maybe alpicarsis for someone to say such a thing. Imagine I'm taking my kid to the doctor 
and my kid is screaming and I'm bringing him to the doctor, you know, and someone's, someone says, okay, someone says to my kid, okay, he's not, a, he's, not a, he's not being nice to you. He's being mean to you. He's taking you to the doctor, but he's going to give you, but don't, you know, don't worry. Your father's going to take you for a Slurpee. He's going to take you for a Slurpee afterwards. I mean, that, that would be very, um, very insulting. Um, because obviously, right, whatever I'm doing, taking to the child to the doctor is, is for his benefit. Um, I'm doing it, I'm doing it for him. And Akadosh Baruch Hu, it's he's not, he's, he's giving us the Torah. It's not, it's not the best example because uh, going to the doctor is not fun. But Akadosh Baruch Hu is giving a Torah that's good for us. And even the things that are challenging for us, even the things that are difficult for us, it's for our, it's for our well-being. Uh, a better, better example. Um, I'm not giving my kid, uh, you know, all the candy, all the soda that he wants. So, and, and someone, someone would say, okay, he's not being nice to you. He's not being nice to you, but he's going to reward you. Um, so that's, that's ridiculous, right? I'm not giving him all the candy. I'm not giving him all the soda because it's unhealthy for him. So Kaddish Baruch Hu in his infinite wisdom gave us a Torah that's not only designed for us to earn Olam Haba, to earn eternity, but it's also designed for us to have the best life in this world. And if you think about it, if you think about it, you know, you're welcome to, to post questions on the chat. I will challenge you with any questions. If you think about it, all the mitzvahs in the Torah, you know, or almost all the mitzvahs in the Torah could be understood it makes sense, you know, okay, when it comes to kosher food and not kosher food, maybe we don't fully understand, you know, what not kosher food does to us. Um, but let's say when it comes to, you know, forbidden, forbidden relationships, when it comes to a person, you know, doing whatever they want, watching whatever they want, so we could easily understand why it's good for us, why it's good for us at a Kodesh Baruch Hu, I gave us this set of rules to keep us to keep us healthy, to keep us keep us happy, because when a person does whatever he wants, um, it doesn't lead it doesn't lead to good things. The Mishnah says in Perkiyavos, Akina, Ataiva, Vakavai, Maitzinas Adam, Minolam. That jealousy, desire, and honor takes the person out of the world. The Pharisees shall explain that we mentioned in the past. It doesn't just mean from the next world, but it takes a person out of, out of this world. Desire takes a person out of this world. When a person does not have self-control, a person just does whatever they want, it ruins them, it ruins them not only in the next world, but it ruins them in this world as well. And if we think about it, maybe one would ask a question, like, why does Hashem have to instruct us, you know, why does Hashem have to instruct us if Hashem is giving the Torah to, to give us a healthy lifestyle? Why does Hashem have to instruct us? Why does Hashem have to tell us you'll get punished if you don't, you'll get rewarded if you do? Why does Hashem have to instruct us? Let us use our, use our brains and, we're not, and, and we should live a healthy, a healthy life. We should live a healthy life. We could decide that this is, um, you know, this is not healthy. This is not good for me to do whatever I want. And the answer, the answer is obvious. 
Number one, we're not smart enough to know what is healthy, what's not healthy, what's good for us, what's not good for us. Only Hashem has a deeper understanding. And number two, reality is, look at the world around us, and we probably could look at our own life as well, that we don't have the self-control. We don't have the self-control to do whatever it is that we're supposed to be doing. You know, those of us that struggle with, with, with a diet, whether it's because whether it's of weight, whether we struggle to eat healthy food. So even though we know that this is better for us, you know, even though, though we know this food is bad for us, we still have a very hard time managing because our bodies have desires and it causes us to, to shut down our brain or overcome our, our intellect. And we do not have self, we do not have that self-control. God forbid to the extreme example that somebody has an addiction, somebody's an alcoholic. So they're self-destructing and they know they're self-destructing. But the, the urge, the pull is so great that they could they could succumb anyways. So if we were left our own vices, we're left our own choices. Um, even if we would know it's, it's harmful for us, you know, to just do whatever we want, we would have a very hard time, you know, controlling ourselves. The, the pleasure of today, the temptation of today is very powerful and more powerful many times than, well, it's not going to be good for us tomorrow. It's not going to be good for us down the road. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in his kindness, he laid out the rules for us that creates for us a healthy, healthy lifestyle. And Hashem says, you're going to, I'll punish you if you do this, I'll reward you if you do that. But really the whole system is to keep us in line and to give us a, a better, a better life. And somebody thinks about it, takes some thought, but somebody thinks about it, they'll realize that if, if we didn't have the Torah controlling us, um, we would be living um, like much of the world, and we see where where this type of lifestyle is taking uh, most of the world. They're not certainly not any happier, and they're less happy because they're they're prey to the Yitzhara, they're prey to the desires. The desires cause us to do harmful things, stupid things, and we are so fortunate that we have a Torah to give us an incredible, incredible, healthy lifestyle, a healthy diet, and uh, something we need to, we need to think about. Ramosha Feinstein would say that the reason why, unfortunately, many Jews who were Moser Nefesh to keep Shabbos and keep mitzvahs in, in America in the 1900s, so their children, many of them, unfortunately, their children are not, were not from, went off the Darach. And Ramosha said, because even though they kept the Torah, but they would say, Shver, as as a Shver to designing it, it's difficult to be a Jew. So Ramosha said, because they would say, Shver to designing it, it's difficult to be a Jew. So the children who didn't have that Amuna, um, they, um, they didn't want, they didn't want, they didn't want a Shver, a lifestyle. They didn't want a difficult lifestyle. They wanted to, to free themselves from that. So the simple understanding of what Ramosha was saying 
is that Maisha is, is saying, like, don't, don't complain. I mean, we're not, not judging these people that had it very challenging. But the simple explanation is that Moshe is saying, don't teaching us, don't complain. So whatever it is, if we want our children to be to be from, you know, we shouldn't complain. But <coughs> if one looks at the piece from Ramesha and Darash Mesha, Parshas Vayetse, that's not that's not that's not what that's not what Ramesha Feinstein says. Ramesha Feinstein says that. It's not, Ramesha doesn't say that you shouldn't complain, even though it's difficult. Ramesha just says it's not true. That idea of saying, Ramesha said it's not true. It's not difficult to be a Jew. Ramesha says, for example, when it comes to Parnasa, when it comes to income, if uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu decides, on Rosh Hashanah, Hashem decides what a person's income is going to be. So this person that that gave up, you know, that lost his job because he wouldn't work on Shabbos. So Ramosha says that he he didn't lose, he, he would have lost the job anyways. He's going to have exactly the amount of money he's supposed to have. He's not losing, he didn't lose money because he kept Shabbos. Although it looks, you know, like he lost money. Ramosha says, no, he has exactly what he was going to have. And Ramosha just says, it's not true. It's not Shver Tizaniyah. It's not difficult to be a Jew. Ramesha says that it's good. It's good to design a yid. It's good to be a Jew. And again, it doesn't mean that there are not times where it's hard for us. You know, if somebody's addicted to alcohol, it's very hard to stop drinking. If someone, so just because something's bad for us, it doesn't mean that it's, 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 um, doesn't mean that it's, you know, just because we want something, I should say doesn't mean that it's not bad for us. So the same thing when it comes to, to Yiddishkeit, we have to keep in mind that even though we may want to, whatever it is, whether it's listen to music, we shouldn't listen to, see things we shouldn't see, do things we shouldn't do, whatever it may be, as, as much as it may be hard for us to control ourselves, we should realize that it's really for our own benefit. That's how way Hashem, Hashem made the Torah. The Alter Navarak is a beautiful piece on this. I don't know if I, I don't know if I wrote it in the. Um, I'm not sure if I put it into the, into the English safer or Hebrew safer. I don't know. But, but the, the Alter Navarak has a beautiful piece on this. He says that's why Chazal tell us says anyone who runs away from honor, honor is going to chase after him. Someone who gives meiser, aser b'shvil shetis asher, and Alton Varnik says this idea, this is really where, you know, I mainly got it from. The Alton Varnik says that the Torah is not a burden. It's not a tax. It's not a burden to make our lives difficult, that Hashem is just going to reward us. The Alton Varnik says that Hashem gave us the Torah for our benefit. And that's why if you run away from honor, you do the right thing. Honor will come after you. You give tzedakah, you'll get, you'll get more money. Whatever it is, you do chesed, the chesed comes back to you. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu built the Torah in such a way that it is good. It is good for us. There's a beautiful vart with it from the Dibda Magid. Beautiful. The Pasuk says in Yeshaya, Le'aisi karasa Yaakov, you didn't call me Yaakov, ki agat bi Yisrael, because you're worn out in me, Kla Yisrael. So what does the Pasuk mean? You didn't call me Yaakov, 
because you're worn out. So Dubna Maggit said a beautiful vart, famous vart from Marshall from the Dubna Maggit. And basically he says that there was, there was a person that asked his friend to bring him a package. You know, uh, what's his name? Gadi Pollock has some illustrations. I, I remember seeing of, of, uh, of parables, Mishalem from the Dubna Maggit. So he draws out this, this parable. So he asks, someone asks his friend to bring him a package and it's a big box. And when he's the friend, when he sees the friend coming up the, the stairs to bring him the box, his friend is schlepping and schlepping. He's sweating and huffing and puffing as he carries up the box. And before the, he even gives the, his friend the box, the friend tells him, you brought, you brought the wrong box. What happened? You brought the wrong box. And the, the, the one that's the friend that brought the box says, how do you know? How do you know I brought the wrong box? You didn't even open the box. First open it up and then see. And he said to him, I know you brought the wrong box because I see you're schlepping. The box that you were supposed to bring was very, very light. It looked big, but it just was a lot of packaging. And it was, it was very small, very small thing inside. And if you're schlepping a heavy box, that's definitely the wrong, the wrong box. So Zakta Dibna Maggit, that Akadosh Baruch Hu is saying, you didn't call me Yaakov, meaning you didn't really live your life in a way that you're connected to Hashem. You weren't living the Torah the right way. You know how, you know why? How, how do we see that? Because you're worn out. If you're worn out from keeping the Torah, if keeping the Torah makes you feel worn out, makes you feel that you're giving up so much, it's cumbersome, you feel you're, you're chained, you feel your things are being taken away from you, so then you're not living the right Torah. You're obviously not calling me. You're not doing this the right, the right way. Just to add to this idea of the Dibna Magid, we wanted to suggest as follows, that you know the main idea we've been speaking about in this safer is idea of a connection to Hashem, relationship to Hashem. So I think we could say as follows. Like I see Karasi you're not calling me. Meaning if you live the Torah in such a way where there's no relationship to Hashem, you're not calling me. So then, then you're going to be worn out because the Yiddish cut is very dry. It's very bland. You're going through the motions, but there's no... There's no feelings. There's no connection to Hashem. So therefore, Hashem says, you didn't call me. You didn't do it with a connection to me. So that's why you're so worn out. When a person's Yiddishkeit is very dry, so it's, it's very worn out. And a person lives his Yiddishkeit, that I have to do this, I have to do that. But there's no kishma. There's no connection to Hashem. There's no feelings in the Yiddishkeit. So then the person's going to be worn out. It's not The person's not going to have a... A chiyas, a geshmak in their in their Yiddishkeit. Okay, we have any um, have any questions? Feel free to post. Um, I'll wait a I'll wait a minute or two. Hopefully, I still have you on. Okay, thank you. Any, we have any questions? Uh-oh. 
All right. I, you know what? Sorry about the video tonight, um, but thank you. So have a great night, and um, thank you for joining. I'm not going to, uh, okay, before I forget, I'm not going to be able to give a shear the next two um, next two weeks. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll miss everyone, and hopefully we'll pick it up um, in, in other, skipping the next two weeks, so three weeks from now. Uh, have a good night.